What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the show. This is Blind Love Abroad with Sean Ellis Rogers, the weekly podcast that takes me, your host, Sean, overseas to not only test the love is blind theory, but to learn about the cultures of the countries that this hit show will set these love stories in motion within. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to take blind love abroad. All right, everybody, what is going on? We are back. This is Blind Love Abroad, and we are watching Love is Blind Brazil, Season 1, Episode 2. I am Sean Ellis Rogers, and thank you so much for being here. Okay, so I'm still getting used to this vibe in this format. I'm still figuring it out, but I think I'm a little more comfortable now. So hopefully watching this episode will be a little bit more easier for me and we'll figure it out. I think I've got the editing process down. So I think we're in for a smoother ride from here on out. But if there's kinks, just know that it's only the second episode, okay? So, last time we entered the booths, not the pods, but we entered the booths and we met some of our initial couples. Um, we met Mac David, we met Fernanda, we met Cheyenne, we met Tiago, we met Anna, we met uh, Diane, we met Rodrigo, right? I don't think I have all of the couples with their people. I think it was Mac, David, and Anna. I believe it was Fernanda and Cheyenne. And it was Diane and Rodrigo were the couples. And I believe it was Mac, David, and Anna who got... No, it was Anna and Cheyenne and Mac, David, and Fernanda. And Anna got engaged to... Cheyenne and we left off at the last episode they were getting ready to do the reveal okay so I was saying in the episode that I remember that Lauren Speed Palmer Lauren Speed Lauren Palmer shout out to Kiki Palmer but Lauren Speed Hamilton was talking about the lack of black people used in the duration of the episodes and throughout the season, right? And I was wondering if that played into the editing of the international franchises as well. And I was speaking about how in the beginning of the first episode, I was noticing how most of the men on the couch were black, right? And then as the episode went on, I started seeing less and less people, right? Now, mind you, I, I'm not going to call that call that shady editing off the bat just because it's the first episode and there's like so many people that we have to narrow down. So maybe some people just aren't making connections and we're just going to let the experiment play out as it is. But I am paying attention. That's all I'm saying. So let's get into the episode, shall we? Oh, and the other big reveal that I got from this episode is that the dubbing is completely computer generated. And I think that it's completely fake people. I don't think that there are people who are actually voice acting this monotone and this emotionless, especially when people like Anna are jumping around screaming for joy. And it's like the most unrecognized noise ever. Like, it's crazy to me. Okay, so we're picking up at the episode. Anna with the <clears throat> Anna with these fabulous earrings is about to meet Cheyenne. She's in this beautiful dress. Cheyenne, they're standing there. They're having this long, drawn-out pause. They're going to meet each other on a bridge, which is surrounded by water. And, you know, usually when these things happen, these couples run to each other. What if somebody slips on this bridge and falls in this water trying to get to their fiancé? I mean, the bridge is wide enough, but still. I mean, it's not like they're walking on a fucking tightrope. Jesus. Oh, it's not surrounded by water. There's just water on one side. Beautiful set. 
gorgeous set. Oh, look at them. Now, I wonder, what is it about... Is it the adrenaline rush that gives people, oh, I'm attracted to this person. And then once they get in real life, they're like, oh, I might not actually be attracted to this person. Because it seems like when they first see each other in the reveal, it's like all this passion. And they're like, oh, my God, they're so sexy. They're so hot. But is it just because they're feeding solely off of the adrenaline of listening to them in the booths? And that's what they're riding off of? And they're not really ingesting what they're seeing in the person. And then once they get to the vacation, all of a sudden now it's like, okay, now I see what you look like. Or are they just bullshitting when they do the reveal? And then once they get there, they're like, okay, I can't keep this up. Y'all let me know what y'all think. The ring. We have the ring. I wonder... Like, where are they getting these rings from? Like, are these rings sponsored? Are they just picking out rings from just random-ass jewelers? What is going on here? Who's the ring sponsor for Love is Blind? And what's the budget for the ring? I would love to know what the budget for the ring is when they choose these rings. Because I know they not out here buying rings. Like, I know they not coming in here buying rings all of a sudden. Like, I'm sure that the set provides a set amount of rings. I wonder how many rings... I feel like Netflix is providing the ring, right? For all the couples. I wonder how many rings they provide for a season. Like, are there only so many rings that they're going to buy to for the couples to get married? Like, I wonder how that works, too. Like, how much of the wedding does Netflix help pay for? Or the weddings? Does Netflix help pay for? How much is it on the couples? Because they have these elaborate weddings in these rushed-ass quick amount of times. And if they expect people to pay for that, it's like, damn, like, what do you mean? So I guess they probably go through a financial background check to see if you can to see if you can actually afford all of this shit when you go on this show just in case your ass do fuck around and get married y'all gonna imagine if they did a love is blind wedding down to the justice of the peace that would be so fucking funny oh my god i wonder how accurate the dubbing is oh he just got her wait is this just a gold band interesting they gave each other rings. Oh. Is that custom in Brazil that they give each other rings? For the engagement? That's cool. I like that. They gave each other these gold bands. That's really cool. Is that just in America that people don't give the men engagement rings? Because they gave each other rings. She looks like an Italian model walking the runway in Milan. She does look like an Italian model. She does. She does give Italian vogue. They're so cute. Look at them. How long do they give you with your new fiance? Like, how long do they give you in that time? Like, how long do you get to actually spend with your person before you got to go back to obscurity damn this was cute there was a whole scene where these two people are talking they didn't even bother to list their names but they're talking and they're asking about what sign you are and she's like what's your sign and he's like oh i'm a cancer and she reacts and he's like is that good and she's like, oh, it's good. Cancers are all heart. And then he's like, oh, I'm all heart. And then she starts listing off all of these things. And he's like, yeah, I'm that. I'm that. I'm that. I'm that. And then it gets down to the end and it starts getting really negative. And then he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, yeah, they're all heart. They're really sweet. They're dedicated. They're also stubborn. They're emotional. They're players. Then he's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> so funny. What is going on with Hudson? They keep flashing Hudson to me. Are we going to get Hudson with anybody? Okay, I guess this is his scene then. Yes, show name is Hudson Mendez. I believe I'm mature enough to get married and say yes. 
You can tell by his B-roll, he has a lot of personality. He's 26. A model and lawyer he's speaking with. And she looks like she would have hung out with Kenya Moore in the 90s. She is gorgeous. She looks like a real housewife of Atlanta. <laughs> Carolina. Yes, nails. She is beat. She is giving Lisa Ray. She is in all white. She has these clear heels on. She is beat. I love that for her. Why are you in the booths on Love is Blind talking about appearances? I don't understand. Poor Carolina. You can also treat that during therapy. K Carolina is not playing with these boys at all. Did she just absolutely... She just abandoned Tiago in the booths. That is fucking funny. Okay, finally we get this guy. Gustavo is somebody I've been looking at in the pods for this entire two episodes. But they just keep flashing to him interacting with other people and they haven't introduced him yet. What does Gustavo do? Who is he? What's he given? Let's see. You're a business manager. Okay. That's very vague. Your, your last relationship was full of highs and lows, but you were left disappointed. Wow, that was corny. Gustavo tried that. He has really corny pickup lines. He's really trying it for me. Because he was saying, oh, so your parents are artists. And the girl is like, no, my dad's a lawyer and my mom's a chef or whatever she said. And he's like, no, but they're artists too, right? And she's like, no. And then he was like, because you're a masterpiece. Oh, God. Okay. If the joke takes too long, it's not going to land. Just word of advice. I'm not a comedian, but I'm a fan of comedy. Oh, wow. If I could, I would look into your eyes because they tell me how much you care. That is a fact. Gustavo doesn't stand a chance with Carolina. Wait, is it taboo to be an independent woman in Brazil? Because she said that, like, it's hard to find an independent woman in Brazil. What does that mean? Shout out to Carolina. Damn. Wait a minute. Y'all got straight to it. Wait a minute. So they cut back to the lounges and Hudson turns the corner with this red bandana tied around his neck like like he finna be in a Lil Wayne video. And he walk up to Gustavo and he's like, listen, brother, let's just cut straight to the shit, shall we? Is Carolina your number one choice or not? Tell me what's up. Now, mind you, I, 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 I'm not speaking in those types of dramatics to emphasize the telenovela style of this show. But it's the dramaticism of the way that the computer-generated voice is trying to emphasize certain syllables. Like, it's the emphasis on certain syllables that is funny for me. Because, you like, I'm convinced at this point that I'm watching, a comp that I'm watching people being spoken for by a computer-generated voice. Right. I refuse to believe that this is real voiceover. So it's the way that they're saying it that makes it more funny. I said this all last episode that I'm going to get a kick out of the dubbing at at some point in this show. It's going to become less distracting and it's going to become a come its own character on the show. And I think that's happening with this episode. But yeah, Hudson and Gustavo about to get into it because they about to battle over Carolina, which I think that Carolina should be with Hudson personally. But that's my opinion. See, this is what I mean by this show is kind of competition because they're speaking about it as if they're competing for the same girl. And in theory, they kind of are. They kind of are competing for the same girl because like they're out here dating the same people blindly, right? So if they make connections with the same person, they're allowed to make connections with multiple people. Who knows how many connections they're having? So who knows how many people they're cross-referencing connections with? Do you get what I mean? So like, of course this is gonna happen. So in a way, if people are zeroing in on the same people as their number one, it does kind of turn into a competition for that person. Like... Ciao. Okay. 
Like, I see a whole nother game show being formed out of the former contestants of Love is Blind. Kind of like how Real World real world, and Road Rules came together and created the challenge. I feel like there's some sort of Love is Blind competition show that's going to come out of this at some point. At, like, I just feel it happening. Okay, so they decide to just leave the shit where it's at. And they decide to continue dating the same girl, doing what they're doing. And... Let it be cool because they in the same spot right now. They're going to see how it plays out. Okay, so y'all are at the same place at the end of this conversation as y'all was at the beginning. Okay, cool. Hudson, take your fruity drink and Gustavo, take your beer and y'all going to fuck on about y'all business. First of all, her name is Ke- it's Carolina, not Carol Hudson. I don't know if you're allowed to shorten her name like that. Did Tiago just walk in and look directly into the camera? And also, they have a camera just sitting on the bo- on the table in the background. I think that's funny. Like the angle camera. Tiago and Fernando. I think I might have gotten that name earlier when I was trying to list the couples. But I think I listed Tiago and Fernanda together. By the way, <laughs> I don't know how in the middle of the first episode i started calling mac david mac wild i don't know how that happened but i was listening back to the episode when i was editing it and i was like what the hell am i talking about mac wild and then i catch it then i'm like mac wild i know that ain't that man's name because there's somebody named mac wild who's like an actor and a rapper or something right um, and then I kept thinking Mac David. The reason why I kept saying Mac David, his full name, is because I kept thinking about Craig David, who he kind of looks like, but not really at all. He just kind of reminds me of like, like he could be Craig David's cousin. You know what I mean? Oh, I might have said Mac David and Fernanda because Fernanda had Mac David as her first choice. I think she about to let him down. Oh, shit. Is he pouring his heart out to her and she finna break up with him? Can I marry both? Heffa, you're not in control, but you are kind of in control here. It sounds like they're both saying the same thing. Fernanda was asking him if... Fernanda was asking Tiago that if they get married, what are they looking for or like... Or, like, how does he see them as a married couple? Does he see them, like, traveling um, incessantly, you know, traveling the world, doing all of these things? Does he see them settle down? And Tiago was basically saying, like, he likes to travel, but he's also realistic. And he wants to build a foundation and really, like, figure out how to build a life and a home together. So, if he's getting married, he's more so focusing on establishing a life together. And then Fernanda responds and is basically like, you know, yeah, at this point, I'm looking, you know, for for you know peace i'm looking for security but the way she says it well the way that her computer generated voice says it it's it says it like she says it like she's not agreeing with what he's saying even though they're basically saying the same thing See, this is where the computer-generated voices get distracting because it could change the tone of what we're receiving on our end from these people. The way that I heard the voice say it, mind you, is not actually Fernanda's voice. So it could not be reflecting the tone of her voice. This is why y'all need voice actors in here because y'all gonna sit around here and fuck up the viewers and have me, me specifically, confused as fuck about what I'm actually watching and not knowing what is actually happening. Y'all better be glad that I'm a Virgo and I'm overly analytical and I pay too much attention to context clues and body language. Because if not, I could have just been listening to this and gotten all fucked up. Just saying. Netflix, Netflix, pay attention to that. See, that raises an interesting question, Fernanda. Because she said, usually I live off of emotion and I run off of emotion and let my emotions guide me first but however in this situation it's hard because i'm here to find a husband and build a family and i need reasoning for that so i need to be more logical about the decisions that i'm making because i'm i'm essentially making a decision that could be for the rest of my life 
Yet a lot of people come on this show to live in the emotion and live into and live in the freedom of their emotional expression to try to find someone just blind and go based on their heart. That's an interesting thing. How would you play that? Would you go into the pods or the booths? Would you go into it focusing more on getting to know the person as a partner and getting to know like them as an emotional being and how they are and like who they are and like who they would be in the relationship? Do you focus on that during the 10 days to try to see if you want to marry them? Or do you want to focus on what type of spouse they would be? What type of husband, what, what type of wife they would be and what type of life you would have? Which one is more important to you? I... I think that both are equally important, but like, how do you balance that? Like, which one do you focus on or how do you balance those two things equally within the conversations that, that you're having? Because you only have a limited amount of time when it comes to being in the booths and when it comes to getting engaged. So like, you only have 10 days to do this and then who knows how long these actual dates are. That's intense. That's fucking intense. Wait a minute. Hold on. This is a weird edit. This is why they have the gold glasses. This is why they have these gold glasses. Because I'm noticing on this this version of Love is Blind, we're not seeing the gold goblets that they're drinking out of. And this is why they do that. I read an article recently about the gold cups and a producer or the creator of the show was basically saying that the reason why they do that is one to to tie the show together so there so it feels like there's this consistent thread that keeps it feeling like you're watching the the the, the exact same show even when they leave the pods and go to real life or 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 on the vacation they still have the gold glasses right and it's an editing trick because you never know how full or empty the glasses are when they're in the conversation so when you're editing you can cut footage to and fro to get certain angles and emotions to read on camera and you don't have to worry about how full the person's cup is to break the continuity this just happened with with fernanda tiago is talking to her and it shows an above shot of the camera above her and her glass looks like it's full it's it's full of drink and it's this yellow drink that they have on this show. I'm starting to, to, to see it a lot because um, when Hudson and Gustavo got into it in the lounges, um, Hudson had the same drink, right? And you see it a lot. And it looks like there's a lemonade pitcher in the background. It looks like her cup is full. Then when it cuts to her seemingly reacting to what he's saying, she's shaking ice in the cup. Like the cup is completely empty. And I noticed it. I was like, wait a minute. How did how did the cup go from her being completely full to completely empty in like two seconds? And he's in the middle of the same sentence. This is why they have those gold goblets. Aha. Why is Tiago always looking like he's on the point of tears? Tiago consistently looks like he is in mid-cry. They really sat here and had an entire discussion about see i don't i don't ah, something about that just doesn't sit right with me i'm gonna keep coming back to this question of would you be talking about who you're matching with in the pods the guys literally sat down in a semicircle and discussed notes on each other like, not to say that the girls haven't done that, but I can't remember the scene that, that they did it, but they just flash back to it in the first episode on this one. And they show the guy sitting around and they're basically like, okay, so who's your number one? Who, who's your number two? Who's who? Where do you place this person? Where do you place that person? And I'm just like, I don't, it just seems like it's just nurturing drama. I feel like that is just a placeholder for drama. Fuck. Which one said Nanda was their number four? Because I just had to rewind that scene and remember what they said. Because one of them said when they sat down to do this damn Ponderosa about the women, they were basically saying one said Nanda is their number one and then one said Nanda is their number four. And I feel like Tiago was the one that said Nanda is her number one and then Mac David said that Nanda is her number four. But the way that they cut the scene... They cut the reaction shot to Mac David looking like he was disappointed 
that Tiago said that Nanda was the number four. See, this is weird. I don't. Th these computer-generated voices are, are are fucking up my entire interpolation of this show at this point. See, y'all be too worried. Tiago and Gustavo sitting over here talking, and they talking, and basically, Tiago was having the same conversation that Mac was having last episode, talking about, I'm not finna fight for nothing that ain't mine, and this, and the third, and she's either mine or she's not, and da 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 And I'm sitting here like, y'all are so worried about what other people are talking about with other people. Y'all so worried about other people's connection that you need to be focused on the, on the connection that you have with this person. You either gonna connect with that person or you not. Now, mind you, do I see the validity of them having conversations about who they're connecting with? Yes, because if you're not connecting with somebody or if that person that you feel like you're connecting strongly with is connecting more strongly with with somebody else, it could encourage you to focus on somebody else that you weren't taking it seriously. And that could honestly be the person that you should be with. And because you were so swept up by this other person's voice. Now, all of a sudden, you're not paying attention to, to to the person that you're absolutely supposed to be with. I get that. I get that. But I feel like that should be a conversation that you have with the person you're talking to in the pod or the booth, not the other people in the lounge. Because I feel like you're going to probably or I feel like you're going to get a more honest conversation from the people in the booth and the pod than you will from from the people in the lounge because the people in the lounge could tell you anything just to get you to stop fucking with that person so that they can focus on them. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like, yes, it does benefit having those conversations about who you're matching with. But I feel like those people are having these conversations with the wrong people. I feel like there should be a conversation about who the people that they're matching with is matching with. Does that make sense? I don't know. Diane and Rodrigo. I feel like Diane is going to have a nip slip at any moment. That is a weird fucking edit. Oh, okay. Laugh to keep from crying. Okay, so... Diane is asking Rodrigo about his family and about his parents. And... He's saying that his mother wants him to get married and she wants to be a grandma, all, all, all that stereotypical stuff. And then he starts talking about his dad and he starts saying, you know, like his dad loves a good party. And he's saying like his dad wants him to get wants him to get married because he almost died last year. He was in a coma. But as he's saying he's in a coma or he was in a coma, rather. Rodrigo starts smiling and it looks like he's laughing. And I was like, wait, what is happening here? And then it cuts again and it cuts back to him and you see his eyes welling up and it's like, oh, he's trying to like laugh to keep from crying. He's trying to push that emotion back, right? I see what's happening here. That, the editing and the, oh, excuse me. And the, oh, Lord have mercy. This show got in, that got intense really quick. Cause I was like, wait, did the, did the, did the translator fuck up the dub right here or what was happening and then it's like oh okay that makes sense he had to make to he had to make the decision on whether or not to keep his father on life support or not wow he basically saved his father's life he fought for his father and he kept him on life support and he came back wow rodrigo that's amazing wow we're seeing less and less people going into the pods. Back to Hudson and Carolina. Imagine my <laughs> Hudson and Carolina were talking and she asked him, she asked Hudson how he felt about dating an older woman. He says he he prefers older women, right? And so he was like, You're you're, you know, 29, 30. I'm 26. Da 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 da. That's the, the that's a perfect age for me. And next thing you know, it cuts to her standing up and she's drinking water and she chokes. And she's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I, I, I almost choked. And he's like, imagine if my suitor had a heart attack and died on the show. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. She said that if you go down on one knee, child, I might go ahead and have that heart attack. Honey, don't play with me now. I feel like Carolina is a, is a lot taller than Hudson. Not I wrote you a song. Go off, Hudson. You wrote her a song. 
Oh, these lyrics will be a part of my proposal. Wait, is this spoken word or is or is this a rap? Because he said he wrote a song for her, but it's talking. And then on top of that, the computer-generated voice translated the song. Y'all remember last episode when somebody sung on the show, when the dude sung in Persian, well, when um, Cheyenne sung to Anna in, in uh, Persian, they let him go on sing. Hudson looks like a Brazilian Lil Fizz. A little bit. Like, he almost looks like Fizz mixed with, like, Marcus Polk from Moesha, who, who, who played Miles. Like, he kind of looks like Miles mixed with Lil Fizz. Like... He's so sexy. No shade. I think Rodrigo is about to propose. I wonder why they don't have the signature glasses in the Brazilian version of Love is Blind. Because it really... Now I'm now I can't help but pay attention to that. Nobody... Everybody has a transparent glass. So now I'm watching everybody's glasses to see what part in the conversation they're really talking at. And also, it makes me wonder, do they do refills? Like, do they come and refill your glass while you in the pod? Like, if you just, you know, a quick drinker like me, do do they come and refill your shit? Like, how does that work? Because I'd be the one to be bringing two glasses of wine to the pod because they don't refill your, your shit and, and just look like a motherfucking lush. Pathetic, right? I don't know. Wait a minute. What is that? Diane, no, she did not give him some lingerie. Okay, so Diane gives this, gives this trunk to Rodrigo, right? And in the trunk, there is stuff. It is what looks to be lingerie. And... she says it's her perfume, but the way he is sniffing this lingerie is, I get that they're dating, but it gives creeper vibes. So there's a letter with a bracelet in it. She gives him a ring with a flower on it. Then she writes him a letter. Oh, Rodrigo's getting emotional. She wrote two copies of the letter so that he could read along with her. That's commitment. I applaud that. Because this letter is handwritten. You better go off. That's really sweet. Yep, I knew he was getting ready to propose. Go ahead, Rodrigo. Do your thing, daddy. Yes. I love that the scream that she does in real life starts before he, before the voiceover. I love them. That is so cute. He told a whole damn booth up. He started swinging pillows and shit. Go ahead, Rodrigo. You better get your damn woman, honey. I know that's right. I used to link relationships with suffering. That is a very interesting take, Diane. I would love to know more about that and why and what you've been through in relationships that have made you suffer or feel like relationships are automatically connected to suffering. I'm glad that it led you to Rodrigo. Wait a second. Hold the fuck. What the edit just happened here? Or am I just bugging and not paying attention? Okay, never mind. They just cut to her confessionals. I was like, why is she wearing the same earring? Wait a minute. Never mind. They just cut to her confessionals. She just got engaged. Look at her. Wait a minute. Hold on. One of the girls in the pods who we haven't met looks like Brittany Cartwright from Vanderpump Rules. That just threw me all the way off. I was like, wait a minute. Why is Brittany Cartwright on fucking Vanderpump? I'm uh, on fucking Love is Blind Brazil of all places. There's so many girls here I don't know. Like, there's there's this group of girls rallying around Diane and saying, congratulations, you're getting engaged, oh my God. And then there's this girl with short hair just in the background, just gone. Where's all the black guys from the pods that were in the first episode? Do they just leave? Like, if you don't make matches with anybody, do, do, do you just leave the show? Because now, all of a sudden, the, the majority of the men in the men's lounge 
are not black anymore. And not to say that it needs to be, but if you go and watch the first episode of Love is Blind Brazil and you look at the men on the couch when Gleb and Camilla are in there describing what the experiment is going to be, most of those men are my skin complexion. And then you cut to this episode when they're celebrating Rodrigo proposing to Diane. All of a sudden, all of the men on the show, well, well, the majority of the men on the show look like white Hispanics. I'm confused. Where did all the black people go? Where did all the black people go? Now, mind you, they did that. And as I'm saying this, they're cutting to Hudson and Carolina, who look like black people. But I'm just trying to figure out, like, where did all of those other men go? And why didn't we? And, and where did all of these white men come from? I'm confused. Yo. Anyway, shout out to Lauren Speed Hamilton. Another person with a ukulele. What is it with ukuleles in Love is Blind? Now Hudson got a ukulele. Somebody else was playing the ukulele last episode, and I don't think it was Hudson. It may have been, but why do you have a ukulele? Ooh. Ooh, touchy subject. Hudson asked Catalina what she fears the most and she says she knows that one day her mom will be gone and she instantly burst into tears. What's the story with, with your mom, baby? Mm. Pause. You know who Hudson, I mean, you, yeah. You know who Hudson looks like. Scratch everything that I said before. Look up the actor Gary Leroy Gray. That's who Hudson looks like. Hudson looks like a Brazilian Gary Leroy Gray. Because I think Gary Leroy Gray is one of the sexiest men on the planet. And Hudson reminds me of him. That's exactly who he looks like. I forgot who I said he looks like before. But I see only Gary Leroy Gray. I was trying to put that together. And for some reason, the name wouldn't come to me. And I just gave you references before to try to fill, fill in that blank. To, to try to piece that together. But it's Gary Leroy Gray. Her biggest fear today is to lose her mom. Why does it keep looking back? It's cutting back to Hudson smiling. That is weird. She's talking about her mother dying and it looks like it's cutting back to him smiling. He, that is a weird edit. That is a weird edit. She is literally saying, today my biggest fear is to lose my mom. And it cuts back to Hudson he is smiling and skinning and grinning like she talking about sliding her panties to the side. Like, what the fuck is this edit? And then it cuts back to her and she's skinning and grinning. Well, well, she's not smiling, showing teeth, but she's smiling like he's like saying the most comforting words in the world to her. And he said nothing yet. What is this editing? Ooh, poor Hudson. Hudson is feeling it because he's relating to Catalina talking about her mother passing because his father is sick right now and it's hitting him hard as well. Wow. But that won't happen. Listen, everybody got to die someday. One day your parents will die, but hopefully it won't be before it's truly their time. But then again, it's like, how do you know when somebody's time is? You know, how do you know when somebody's time to go? The very visible cameras in the pods, or booths rather, are so, I love that aspect. Not let's hug the panel. They laid up against this damn screen, honey. This is really sweet, but it is also really interesting, I'll say. But they're really making the most of this experience. Why do you have this ukulele in your hand, Hudson? I'm tired of seeing the ukulele. I'm, I'm just tired of the ukulele at this point. Yes, Novais. Catalina Novais. Oh, she's letting... Oh, wow. So, is Carolina breaking up with Gustavo? Is she letting him down easy? Because she is bragging about Hudson right now. Like, she is giving Hudson all the flowers. 
damn, you bragging about his ass to, to Gustavo. All right, Carolina, calm down. Not you melting like, like you talking to him right now. Just Like you melting just talking about him. Listen, this is a little bit interesting to me because, first of all, Carolina says that he's a boy. Like he's not just three years younger than you. Like he's 26. She is 29. She's acting like she is 37. First of all, like she like like she can calm down with the age thing because she's not that much older than him. But then y'all entire date is going to be about how you are in love with Hudson. Great. Love that for you. But I'm trying to figure out how are y'all such great friends like Gustavo talking about. Yeah, she the guy that she wants is a great friend of mine. And da 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 da. I'm like, how? Y'all all just met. Who is this dude? Who are you? Okay, we getting a new player in this episode. We getting new players and new couples in this episode. Licio Fiacci. But it looks like it says Licio Fiat. So how does that work? Okay, Licio Fiacci. But it but 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 there's no chi in the spelling of his last name. It's literally Licio Fiat. But okay, whatever. There's another Catalina. Okay, so we have a Catalina that's the older woman, and we have a Catalina that's the younger woman. And Licio is connecting with Catalina, the younger woman, right now. Uh, and she's talking about how she wants an older man because men are scared of commitment. And Catalina, the older woman, is talking about how she's scared to date a younger man, man because men are scared of commitment. It's interesting to hear that basically the same perspective or the or the same opinion from two different POVs. Excuse me. Because I would think that well, some people would think that older women want a younger man. Some people would think that because you're older you want younger blah 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 blah. But child, you never know. They're both lawyers. Both Catalinas are lawyers. Love that. Okay, this is a conversation that I'm happy to hear because they are talking about where each other is from in Brazil and they're talking about states and neighborhoods and places and they are basically saying like, you don't sound like you're from here or you don't sound like you're from there because you don't have an accent. And I am one, like, it. it's interesting to me being an American and like talking to people and like hearing them say oh you don't sound like you're from down here because you don't have a southern accent or you sound like you're from the north or or um you you um sound like you're from here i wonder what the different accents in brazil actually sound like and like how you can tell the difference because like me as an american i just don't know but as somebody who lives in america you can tell when somebody sounds like they're from new york you can tell when somebody sounds like they're from the south you 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 can tell when somebody sounds like they're from california um and so i would love to hear what a northern brazilian accent sounds like or what a southern brazilian a accent sounds like that that would be very interesting to me Speaking of accents, who is this person that Licia was on a date with now? Did she even say her name? Wait, what is her name? So he didn't even ask her her name. We had to cut to her confessional to find out that her name was Luana. The other person that Licia was on a date with right now, they got into it. They got into the date and immediately started talking about where where the person is from. He could tell that she's from the Northeast and that they're both from the Northeast. And then they're talking about this, that, and the third and try to guess where, where each other's from. He didn't even ask her her name. What the heck, bro? Wait, hold on. What? What? So because they're both from the Northeast and they're connecting, he doesn't even want to know her name? He didn't bother to ask her her name because of where she's from. That's weird. That's weird. That's suspicious. So I'm assuming where people are from regionally means a lot to Brazilian people because there's a lot of emphasis being placed on this conversation of where the person is from and how that is a signifier that they're somehow meant to be together because they're both from the Northeast.
I don't get that. Oh, wait. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're seeing people leave the experiment because they didn't find anybody. We just cut to people coming back into the lounges and we're seeing people leave the experiment because they didn't find anybody. Right? So is this what's happening to all of the people who I saw at the beginning and I didn't see them earlier? Is they were leaving the the experiment because they either quit or they didn't find anybody? Like, where's all these people going? Well, well, they're going back home, apparently. And why are all these people crying? There's so many cast members that are crying because they didn't match with any... Or there are so many cast members that did match with people that are crying because the people who didn't match with 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 people are leaving y'all have only been here a few days how close can y'all get with these people in this amount of time well i say that while i'm watching a show about people falling in love and getting engaged in 10 days i guess if you can develop these intense romantic relationships in these short in these short amount of time you can develop these platonic relationships in these short amount of time as well i guess i shouldn't be so jaded to think that there's no way that somebody could get to know somebody as a friend in the same amount of time that you get to know somebody as a romantic partner. I guess that makes sense. So that makes me wonder, like, how long does the person have to match with somebody before they get kicked out of the experiment? Because I'm confused on, like, are we at the end of the 10 days? Like... Because I didn't see a lot of the same people from the first episode as I did in the second. So maybe they were just in the pods at the time. Maybe they were just in the pods. Uh, okay, let's let's frame another thought around this. Maybe I didn't see all the people in the booths at the same time because they were half the people go in the pods, half the people go in the lounges, and then they switch back and forth. Uh, okay, that makes sense. So now, are we at the end of the 10 days and the people who didn't match with somebody, are they now... Well, well, we can't be at the end end of the 10 days. So how many... Because there are people who haven't gotten engaged yet. So how many days do you have to match with somebody to possibly get engaged before you get kicked out of the experiment? That I'm confused on. But I do like that they, in the Brazilian franchise, they explain a lot of the stuff that's going on while we're watching it happen. So, like, how I didn't know that after day two, they only um, connect with the people that they match with and they don't date everybody anymore. I didn't know that on the American version. They didn't explain that. If they did, I missed it. Just like with this. I didn't know that at the end of the certain amount of days if you don't match with somebody then you leave i didn't know that i thought that if you just didn't get engaged at the end the, the uh, people who didn't get engaged leave the experiment i didn't know that thank you brazil for explaining this process in more detail along the way i mean there are men and women crying full-blown crying now are they crying because they made friends with these people? Or are they crying because they ain't find no husband and no wife? Because there are people who are matched with people right now who are crying. Damn. Like, Diane and Carolina, the one that matched with Hudson, are, like, bawling. Day six of the experiment. Okay, so y'all got five days to match with somebody and five days to... Well, y'all got five days to match with somebody and 10 days to get engaged. Okay. Like, the context clues for me helped me put this back together because I was literally confused. Like, I was like, wait, why are y'all crying like this? Why y'all leaving? What's going on? I thought, like, if y'all... Like, what happened? I don't know. Once again, with this yellow drink, I wonder what this yellow drink is. Like, do they just have a signature drink instead of having a signature glass? It's not great for the editing, but it is pretty. I will say that. I'm trying to figure out what this yellow drink is right quick because I'm pausing because they're talking about, well, Fernanda and Mac David are in the booze right now. And she's talking about how 
Um, Mac makes her feel safe and secure in any situation, but yet she feels like she's crazy for looking for safety because does safety truly exist and all of this type of stuff. But yet I can't help but look at her damn drink because what's in her drink looks nothing like what's in the picture that is on these tables, right? In both of the pods, there's like a picture of like lemon water or like lemon and lime water or something like that. And like a bowl of candy or chocolate, like little treats and shit, right? They have one in the men's booths and they have one in the women's booths. But what's in these women's, but what's in this person's glass? What's in Fernanda's cup? Looks nothing like what's in this picture. So I'm assuming you come in with your own drink. And if you want anything else to drink, your ass is going to drink this lemon and lime water that we provided for you in this booth. So you ain't got to get the fuck up and we ain't got to bring you shit. I guess I just answered two questions in one because I was wondering how they do refills and shit when it comes to these pods because I don't know how long these dates are. How long are these dates? My God. What? So basically, she's saying she don't know what the fuck to do because at the end of the day, what she's really looking for, nobody can give her but her. But Fernanda still wants to have time to talk to him and talk to Mac and do all of that. Talk. She still wants to talk to Mac. I almost said Mac Main. To talk to Mac David and figure it out. I, what are you? What is going on here? What is going on here, Fernanda? I, I don't understand what it is you want, girl. I don't understand what the hell this conversation is about because Fernanda is basically saying she don't know what the hell she want and ain't neither one of y'all giving her shit she need to be perfectly honest even though she liked the both of y'all because what she want is within herself. She is every woman and it is all in her. So I'm trying to figure out why the fuck she's even here and why she didn't leave leave with the other bitches that just left last night. This is confusing. Fernanda, why are you here? You better be glad Mac David is a proud is a proud Brazilian and he not gonna give up and he gonna fight for your motherfucking ass. Girl, I guess. Didn't a couple of y'all just leave? Lord have mercy. Fernanda don't know what the fuck she want. I think she just gonna string either one of them along and see who proposes to her first and she just gonna run with it at this point. That's what I feel like. But anyway, Rodrigo and Diane finna see they finna had a first face to face. Rodrigo has beautiful teeth and he is not afraid to show them. I'm glad you felt his smile. <laughs> That's funny. Diane said she felt Rodrigo's smile from day one. I know she did because Rodrigo's smile is effervescent. Like, it is like extraordinarily bright. Like, Rodrigo's smile could light up all of Las Vegas and New York City. He smiles all the time. And he has extremely beautiful teeth. Again, with this bridge. Now, mind you, the bridge is wide enough that if you did slip and fall, you probably wouldn't fall in the water. You would fall on the bridge. But just, I think about that America's Next Top Model challenge when they had the girls walking on the shaky, shickety-ass bridge that was on water and the girls fell in the water, fell off the bridge. They had the fucked-up-ass runway. It was a mess. That's all I'm thinking about when I see this. Big-ass smile. Look at Rodrigo. He's so handsome. Y'all both were stuck, honey. That's so cute. Y'all both stuck boots. Look at you. Oh, y'all so cute. She said, what a man, honey. He said he imagined a 10 and dies an 11. Love that. Uh-uh. Yes, he just grabbed her ass and he... She just... She just slapped him for grabbing her ass. Work. You may be my fiance, but you ain't gonna get fresh with me. Honey, they made out and he grabbed her ass, honey. Get her that damn ring. They give each other rings in Brazil. I love that. Rodrigo got his ring. Now, mind you, she didn't get on her knee to give him no ring, but he sure got on his knee to give her that ring. So they just give each other gold bands. I love that for them. 
I love that for y'all. They are so cute. Oh, I love them. Rodrigo and Diane give me fever. I like them. They gonna have good nasty sex. I love that for them. They gonna have dirty kinky sex. I love that. They are so sweet. Okay, Rodrigo. The way he just screamed in that. Oh my God. Oh, she can hear him from all the way over there. He doing a whole bunch of hollering, yeah. Yes, God, word. Okay, back to the poets. Okay, this is Licio and whoever he been in the pods with, because I, I, I can't remember who this girl is. Oh, it's the other Carolina. It's so weird that Licio is so obsessed with basing the primary focus of his decision-making on who he's gonna choose on where this woman is from. He's talking to Carolina, the other lawyer, and he's basically saying like, between him and his other top choice, he never thought that he could make such a strong connection with somebody from wherever it is he said that she was from. And it's just like, y'all are not having any real conversation, or at least they're not showing any real conversation y'all are having. But if you like him, Catalina, the other lawyer, go off, girl. Good. What is religion to you? Have a real damn conversation. I admire you because you're a woman of faith. I'm a fan. Okay, I guess. Figure of speech. Who is this other girl? coming in here to the booth with doggone what's your face Licio who is this other girl because they haven't even introduced you and she coming in here to confront him Luana okay that's the one he didn't even bother to ask her her damn name I, see this is what gets confusing to me because she's coming in here to deliberately confront this man about you know what are we doing? Do you feel a connection with me? How do you feel about me? I, I I know that you're making a connection with her, but how do you feel about me? I want you. And we've only seen them on one date. And the date that we have seen them on, he didn't even bother to ask her her damn name. Like, and you've established that this is your person off of one date. We haven't seen you date nobody else on this show, speaking about Luana, we haven't seen you date nobody else. We've only seen you in a snippet of a date with Licio, and he didn't even care to ask you your name, and now you're confronting him because he's your person? Yo, the hyperspeed of this editing just got wild. This ain't even feisty. This is confusing. Wow. Okay. See, this is what makes... <sighs> See, this is when I start asking questions because it'd be the people like Luana and Licio who seem to have had no time together, but all of a sudden are just so in love and ready to fight for their man and all this type of shit. That's the type of shit that really confuses me. I don't understand. Like, he likes her because... Like, he likes her and is calling her feisty because she's coming in and confronting him about what are we doing. Yet... The only reason I feel like you're calling her feisty is because she's fighting for you. You didn't even give a fuck to learn her damn name, but yet you want to sit here and have a whole conversation about how she's feisty because she's confronting you. Shut up. Oh, hell. Now, Carol, not, not Catalina, the other lawyer, and Luana are, are, are having a conversation about this shit in the lounges. You are literally sitting this woman down. Luana, you're annoying me. At this point, Luana is literally sitting this woman down to have a conversation to tell her that we shouldn't talk about what we talked to Licio about in the booths because it could affect our decision going forward. And I don't want anything to mess up the authenticity of this experiment. So why would you sit down and have the fucking conversation with her? She probably didn't want to have this conversation with you anyway. You pulled her to the side. Why are you sitting her down to tell her don't tell you shit? That is like, girl, <clears throat> I wish y'all would have just kept y'all shit to y'all self from the very beginning because I don't understand what, what is the point of you sitting here having this conversation. It's done nothing but make this more harder for y'all in the first place. Why even have this conversation about y'all both connected over the same dude? Like... <clears throat> 
if y'all aren't getting any clarity, I don't I, I don't understand what the point is of having this conversation if y'all aren't really like having a real conversation about what's going on. Doesn't make any sense. But apparently Hudson is about to propose because you know when they do those slow-mo compartmentalized cut frame uh solos of them, they about to go in and do something drastic. So he either finna break up with Carolina or he's about to propose to her. Carolina just asked Hudson if he could eliminate anything from the world right now, what would it be? And he said racism. You've got my vote, brother. You've got my vote. Carolina has experienced some racism in her life because she said it's really important to her to have somebody who understands what, what the black experience is like and burst into fucking tears. Once again, this is proof that racism is not an American problem. Honey, we are all the way in Brazil and this woman is crying over racism. All I'm saying. She has a surprise for him. Okay. Carolina has a surprise for Hudson. Aww. She gave him a dress, which I'm assuming looks like a wedding dress. And a letter. No, Hudson. Wow. Okay, so there wasn't a proposal, but that was a big date between Carolina, the original lawyer, and Hudson. Tiago and Fernanda. Tiago is the wrong person to ask. Does he care about... Does he open up and share his feelings? This man has been crying for two episodes. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just seems like he's an interesting person to ask that question to. Why are you... Why is Fernanda afraid that she doesn't have chemistry with Mac David when he was just her number one in the last episode? But I guess as time goes on, things change. It just seems like... Fernanda is having these drastic wave of emotions when it comes to how she feels about the guys that she's dating, Tiago and Mac David. And it's just like, what is going on? Like, what conversations are you having with them to not be left with any type of security or any type of real understanding of your feelings? It seems like she is just winging this and flying it by night. But it looks like she's getting ready to make a decision because it keeps cutting between Tiago and Mac David and this slow ass dramatic uh, framing of Fernanda going into the pods. Clearly, she's going to make a decision on something. We love when the editing tells us exactly what's about to happen, don't we, ladies? Not next. They set all that up to go to the next episode. Shady. Oh, wait. So apparently Hudson got engaged because in the next episode, it shows him pouring champagne all over his head. Good for Hudson. And we're starting the vacations. Okay, so Anna and Cheyenne. Diane and Rodrigo. And we see who Fernanda ended up on the vacation with. Got it. Good for you. Okay, so that was season one, episode two, Love is Blind, Brazil. And once again, I got a few of my questions answered and I was left with a whole lot more of them. The wave of emotions happening in this show for some reason, it takes me by bigger surprise in Brazil than it does in America. For some reason, these like hyperspeed tunnel vision relationships make perfect sense when I'm watching the American version. But, so, but, but for some reason, when I'm watching Brazil, it raises so many questions for me. I'm wondering if it's because I'm having trouble connecting the emotions that the people are actually feeling on the screen with the computer-generated voices that I'm hearing them articulate that emotion through. Or if me watching the experiment from... Me, me watching the experiment in another country 
is raising questions for me that I didn't necessarily think about when I'm watching the American version, which leads me to ask why I would even feel that way. Hmm. Interesting. Well, on that note, let me know what you guys think. I'm going to get out of here. But next episode, we'll be watching season one, episode three. We will be getting our last proposals and we will be officially heading to wherever the destination is for the vacation before the weddings and before they move in with each other and all of that stuff. We're going to go to the, you know, vacay and all of that so they can have their initial time with each other and see how that goes. I love that they set up the end of this episode to basically make it seem like Fernanda doesn't know who she's going to choose. Because I know with a lot of, especially on the American version, they set it up patriarchally and where the woman is hanging on the bated breath of the man and trying to figure out who the man is going to choose. And all the women seem to be fighting for a man. But I love that on the Brazilian version, it seems like the stakes are very even. And the men are fighting for the women just as much as the women are fighting for the men. And the and the playing field is very equal. Women can propose to men. Men can propose to women. The, the gender norms are very equal and leveled out in that, in that way. And that's my biggest take from Brazil is that things are very even when it comes to the way that the that the gender norms are set up and the way that the responsibilities of the people are supposed to work. That's that's the biggest difference that I'm seeing so far. And it's honestly what I like about Brazil the most is that the stakes are just as high for the men as they are the women in both ways. You know, the men want to be chosen j just as much as they want to choose and vice versa. So that's about it. I'm going to get out of here. Let me know what you liked about this episode. Let me know how you're liking Love is Blind Brazil so far. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you can't wait for season two. Let me know who you think Fernanda is going to choose. And we'll be back next episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Blind Love Abroad. And until next time, see you next time. Bye. Thank you.